Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hi, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am your host. It's been a minute since I recorded an episode, let alone a solo episode, and I have a lot to talk about today. I'm going to be sharing all about the truth (laughs) about my first trimester of pregnancy. It has been a doozy. I am now 16 weeks and I have so much I want to talk about, so much I've learned, so much I want to share. But before I get into that, I want to thank today's sponsor, Audenelle Apothecary. The spring bundles are now out for purchase. You can now to have your very own seasonal bundle by Audenelle. I look forward to these bundles more than I would like to admit. It really lights up my season, especially as we're transitioning, coming home from a wedding, getting my Audenelle bundle as spring was happening and my yard was blooming and I immediately lit the candles and I immediately played the music on the playlist. And I'm just so into these intentional bundles. I can't say enough good things. So if you want to fill your home with seasonal self-care packages to just totally enhance your quality of life, you can go to audenel.com, A-U-D-A-N-D-E-L.com and use my code Krista10, Krista10 for 10% off your purchase. So enjoy that. And thank you as always to Audenelle and their sweet founder, Tiffany, for sponsoring this show. Wow. I don't even know where to begin, but I wanted to share a couple of things and keep this podcast really mm, filled with good nuggets of information. I don't want to ramble on forever. I've been thinking about recording this episode for about eight weeks now because I'm 16 weeks now. And eight weeks ago when I was in just the pits of despair, I mean, a dark place. I remember thinking when I feel a little bit better, I'm going to talk about this experience because it's just been humbling, uh, transformative, magic, scary, challenging, all of the things. And as always, I want to bring the truth and a radically honest conversation. And of course, share some inspiration and things I'm looking forward to as well. So what I'm going to share today is after I spoke to you guys last, I was talking all about how ready I was 
for our baby to come. And what I did not know at the time when I recorded that is I was actually already pregnant. So December was a really beautiful month. We led our first ever in-person body, mind, business retreat. It was life-changing to say the least. I am in awe of the participants and we are already planning the next one. It will be in November, 2023. We do have a waitlist form on the website if you're interested in joining us, but it was such a beautiful experience. And I, I healed so much with my business. It's funny since my miscarriage last year, I had been mainly focusing on my relationship with my body and my relationship with God and just spirit and really preparing myself both physically, mentally, energetically to be pregnant and making sure that I did all of the things, right? So I, after my miscarriage, started going to acupuncture regularly, getting body work done, energy work done. I actually did a four-month detox with one of my um, nutrition experts and coaches And I had been taking a ton of prenatals as well as some other supplements that were recommended to me. So those are the things that I was doing physically to prepare. But what I realized in Baja on our retreat is that my business was not ready for me to be pregnant and my business was not ready to let go of me in that way. And so I had this really beautiful exchange and experience, um, and dance with my business where I let her know that she will be forever my firstborn baby. And if anything, we're just going to get stronger together and how grateful I am and that it's time for me to take this next step. And we have a team and, and all of this stuff. And I just felt this heaviness like totally release. And when I came home, all I could think about was having a baby. It was so weird. It went from like, yeah, I could like get ready to do this again soon to like, can't eat, can't sleep, all consuming baby fever, as they say. So needless to say, Clay was totally on board. He's always on board. He's the absolute best. And we had a really intentional practice and week and ritual as we prepared to welcome in the energy of our new baby, which I do plan to share a little bit about and just how we prepared energetically for this experience. I'm also just going to share how the first trimester went for me, things that I've learned, some ups and downs, how I feel now, and some prayers I have for new mamas that are on the journey, wherever you are, and especially for those who are wanting to conceive or have recently conceived after loss, because that was just a whole nother filter of experiences that came my way during the first trimester. So that's what I want to share with. I've just gotten so many questions and so much love and so much support. And, and the truth is, (laughs) The first trimester was, and still, I mean, I'm in my second trimester now, well into it. And and my pregnancy in general has been very hard. It's been very lonely. I have been very sick. So I've thrown up about every day, at least once a day since I was six weeks pregnant. So 10 weeks. And for the first trimester, it was I couldn't lift my head. The nausea was so bad and I've never been so sick in my life. And I'm actually in awe 
of how sick my body can be. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm in awe of the magic of this process. And I'm also in awe of just the absolute exhaustion and effort that my body is putting into creating this new life and the toll and havoc (laughs) it has wreaked on my body and on my life. And it's just been really, really powerful and really humbling in a lot of ways. So yes, it's been really hard. And before I get into the first trimester, I'm just going to back up and talk a little bit about what we did to welcome in this baby energy that I was feeling so strongly. So when we got back from Mexico, I had been doing all the things, like I said, physically. And so I knew my body was prepared. And I mean, our bodies are always prepared for this kind of thing as women, but after my miscarriage, I wanted to take as much into control into my own hands as I could, especially around my health and just things like that. So I hadn't been drinking for a year and I had weaned down on my Lexapro. So I'm still on my antidepressants. Um, but I went from 20 milligrams to five and just some other totally personal decisions that I made to prepare myself to the best that I could. And I do want to just acknowledge and say that this is not any you shoulds, and this is not a podcast to suggest that you do anything different throughout this pregnancy. I do plan to be very honest with my decisions and hope that helps you to feel empowered in your own autonomy to make your own decisions. So I'm just sharing my journey and what's worked for me in the hope that it will empower you to create your own journey really, because that's what I've done. I've taken so much into my own hands and I'll share more about that. So before we got pregnant. I was like on this kick and I was just in such, (laughs) such a beautiful, receptive, surrendered state after I came back from Mexico. So I had the most beautiful Reiki healing, first of all, with my Reiki master, Allison on my last day. And I literally saw my entire pregnancy for the very first time. And it played backwards. I was lying there on the table and all of a sudden getting this Reiki treatment, I hear from somewhere in the ethers, um, oh my gosh, did you hear Krista had her baby? And like, that's how this vision started for me. And all of a sudden it was like screenshots, like quick blips of my pregnancy moving backwards. So there I was seeing myself from above after I've given birth with a baby on my chest. The next vision I saw, I was miserable actually over summer, like sitting outside in our backyard, so big and so hot. And the next vision I saw was seeing the 20 week scan and like really getting to see my baby's features from there. I saw us finding out that it was a girl from there. I saw finding, hearing the heartbeat for the first time, finding out we were pregnant all the way back to myself lying on the table. And I can't explain this any other way than in that moment after my miscarriage was the very first time I believed this was really going to happen and that this was really possible and that it was going to happen. And I had just a lightness about it. So that vision and that Reiki healing just really 
surrendered me or dropped me into this wave of trust and into this wave of this is what's going to happen. And I can almost like let go of the fear and just call in the magic and just call in and let this baby know that we're ready. The second thing that I feel really compelled to say, I was working with a healer in Baja. I had a lot of treatments done. I was like, this is it. I knew that this was going to be my last hurrah for a while. I was very intentional with who I invited down to that, to spend time with me for those six weeks and just everything that I was doing. I was in such high intention for my self and spirit. And so I, I met with this healer and I can't even describe what he does. He's been this incredible healer of Eastern medicine for like 40 years, totally, totally like wild nutty, but I trusted him for whatever reason. And he said to me, you know, there are so many women wanting to get pregnant and I wish I could just tell them all, you have to be in your parasympathetic state in order to conceive. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, if you're in fight or flight or you're anxious or you're coming down from fight or flight, which actually takes the body 48 hours. So if you go into fight or flight, for example, if I'm on a plane, if I have a panic attack, if I get really stressed out, if I get really afraid, it actually takes the body 48 hours to come down from that and be able to drop back into our parasympathetic state. And for me, the parasympathetic state does not come come easily. I also remember, um, one of my intuitive friends saying to me years ago, you're going to have to do a lot of yin yoga to get pregnant. I'm like, what does this mean? I know what this means now. So for the weeks leading up to us trying to conceive, I did restorative and yin yoga every single night. And I came home with this idea in my head that if I could just stay in the parasympathetic state, I could get pregnant. This was the story I was telling myself. And I asked Clay to just play along. And I said, listen, I'm going to be ovulating in a few days. So we're already here. Like it's happening. I'm not going to work this week. I'm not going to check my emails this week. I am going to stay in the most receptive, calm, meditative, parasympathetic state that I possibly can. I just had it in my head that that was the answer because I live in fight or flight. I live there. I live in that state. I am always operating from that state. It does not come naturally to me to drop into the parasympathetic. So I created a sanctuary for the five days that we were trying to conceive while over the period that I was ovulating, we lit every candle in the house we lit the incense, we rang the bells, we read to each other. I took super long baths. I took two hour restorative classes. It was the most gentle healing and beautiful week of my life. And I just remember thinking that even if we don't get pregnant this week, this has been a portal of something amazing. And sure enough, two weeks later, yes, we were pregnant and it was so exciting. I actually, obviously in the impatient way that I live my life, took a test like every single day and it was negative, 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 negative. And then sure enough on day 31, there it was three positive tests. And here we are. So we found out that day and within one week I was so sick. 
So we found out when I was about four and a half, five weeks and by six, six and a half weeks, I was done. It felt like I had been hit by a ton of bricks, by a truck. I could not lift my head. I could not get out of bed. I could not keep anything down. I was so unprepared to be this sick. I can't, I thought something was wrong. And so the way that my, the way that my processing of this has gone and is going, cause I'm still very sick was this. So at first I was like, something is terribly wrong. I must be dying. Like this can't be real. So that was my first reaction to the constant vomiting, sleeping, aches, pains, like the sorest breasts in the, like in the world, like to walk. I mean, it was just the pain that I was in. I knew that something was wrong. That's where I was emailing my doctors who of course, like any Western doctor isn't really going to say anything until you get that first appointment and you hear that first heartbeat, which for us in my practice wasn't until nine weeks. So I had three weeks of this and they were thrilled. They were thrilled that I was so sick. They were thrilled that I couldn't keep anything down. And they were like over the moon. This is such a good sign. They had nothing to offer me at this point, no prescription, maybe saying take some ginger or B6. But other than that, I was completely on my own. Couldn't keep anything down, completely dehydrated, just like horrible, horrible, had to cancel my entire workload for two weeks. This was so unexpected. I was six weeks pregnant. Like I was unprepared to be this sick this quickly. And I know that I am a unicorn and have been told that in my pregnancy that most women do not get as sick as I am, but a lot of them do. (laughs) I have about eight pregnant friends right now that I'm texting with, and we are all suffering and we are all suffering in our own way. But I was under the impression I had nine months to get ready for this change. I had nine months for my body to slowly grow and get bigger. And this hit me out of nowhere and I had nowhere to turn. And my doctors honestly seemed to be thrilled. So what I decided to do is take it into my own hands. And I started working with my friend Magda and she is a nutritionist that literally specializes in hormonal stuff. Um, around fertility, prenatal and postpartum. So my gal, we started going for walks together and she started prescribing me certain supplements, but the problem was I could not keep anything down. So the supplements, although I could take them, they were coming right back up and I was getting more and more dehydrated. So finally my doctor one day after we got a bunch of blood work, everything's normal. She finally did order blood work. Um, still no medication, still no prescriptions though. And so at this point she said, it's time to go to the ER and that I'm probably really dehydrated need to get an IV bag. And at that point I was not going to go to the ER. That's where I had my miscarriage trauma last year. And I was just not going to bring that energy in. So luckily there's this really beautiful IV clinic in Capitola that I found and was recommended to. And I have been getting weekly IVs since six weeks filled with all my vitamins, my prenatals, hydration, and everything I need B vitamin B vitamin C, because it goes straight into your blood. And, um, 
not make, it doesn't make me sick. So I'm still getting the vitamins that I need. And I had to figure out how to do that on my own because it was just getting to the point where I knew I was under nutri. I was like, I wasn't getting the nutrients and I could feel it. And my body was getting really, really weak. So that's the first thing I did. The second thing I did was have an absolute tantrum with my doctor's office to get put onto prescription medication for the nausea and vomiting, which they're very hesitant to do. And I've heard this across the board and self-advocacy has been like a major theme of my first trimester. So taking things into your own hands. The other thing that I really learned with the OBs is as long as the fetus is happy and healthy, that's really all they're concerned about. So it takes a village and I've had to find my people, my, you know, acupuncturist and my energy worker and my nutritionist and really surround myself with people who have only my best interest in, in their minds and want to support me in feeling better throughout this process, because I've been met so many times with, oh yeah, my so-and-so was really sick during pregnancy too, or, oh yeah, just hang in there. And like, I literally can't move, lift my head, open my eyes. Like it's a crazy thing to be so sick. And it's a crazy thing to be in such gratitude at the same time and be going to these appointments and hearing the heartbeat for the first time and seeing her for the first time on that little screen, especially after loss, especially after last year, I think it was at least four appointments where I went and there was no growth. Um, on the ultrasound and no heartbeat. So just like plain, you know, if if you've ever heard an ultrasound, it's like static. And then the like of the heartbeat. And so just silence. Right. And I had heard that so many times and was so traumatized by that. And my fear was so, so strong around all of this. Like it was just taking over. And then I got hit like a tidal wave with this sickness. And that is the blessing. That is the Leela for me. Every hour I am reminded that I am pregnant. Every hour I'm experiencing extreme pregnancy symptoms. And if I wasn't, I think I would be so afraid. And I think that's the gift of this pregnancy. I've found so many gifts in the slowing down, in the having to tell people I need help and not being available. I mean, my whole identity overnight with work and productivity and energy and availability just shattered. I mean, to my knees every day with my physical appearance, looking in the mirror, seeing myself gain this kind of weight for the first time. I mean, every level of me has been cut down. And a couple of weeks ago, I was looking up at my shrine, just sobbing. I cry like every day and it's just a really good release when I'm just so sick and so tired and I'm so emotional and I just cry. I just sob some days. And one day I was just sobbing at my shrine, at my altar, looking up at all of my saints and teachers and gurus and mother Mary's there and um, Ram Das is there and, you know, just all of the homies looking at them, Kali, obviously in the center of it all and asking them like, why, like, why, and just on my knees surrender. Like I I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I love you, but just why? 
And I like collectively heard them all come together and make this like decision. And they said, let's humble her. Let's humble this bee. (laughs) And that is exactly what has happened. I've been humbled on every level from physical, from the physical to the mental, to the professional. I mean, it's been an extreme experience, which if you know me, I tend to have extreme experiences. So like in hindsight, I'm not surprised it's been so extreme and it's been for like, I've been forced to slow down working 10 to 12 hours a day to no hours a day. Now, finally, I'm back to like two to four hours a day. I have a morning routine after I get sick. I know what I need in my stomach. I've like really figured out the essential oils and have a really good routine for like keeping my suffering at a minimum. So if it gets to a certain point and my I'm just so nauseous and so sick. Like I can't sit on the computer. I have to jump into the bath and I just have to listen to myself and I have to listen to my body. And it's been such a crazy experience. And so, so many people have reached out to me. So many people have given me suggestions. I can tell you, I have tried everything from like the seasickness bands that you wear on your wrists to sucking on ginger candy, to getting, to getting special tea. And the only thing that brings me any relief is my prescription medication. But of course I can't take it during the day because it makes me so drowsy. So during the night, I am finally sleeping again. I used to wake up a couple of times of the night, um, nausea, vomiting, the whole thing. And now it's just once in a blue moon at night and it doesn't hit me till the morning, (laughs) but now I have insomnia at night. So, you know, it's one of these things that I have settled into the acceptance when I at first thought I was dying and decided to take it upon myself to like fix or solve. I was in such a like sort of masculine state of like, there has to be a solution. We have to find a solution. And I think self-advocacy has been a solution. I think a holistic approach to this extraordinary experience, but I think the biggest solution or whatever has just been acceptance. And that is that this is the role I am playing right now. And I was on a boat a couple of weeks ago at my brother-in-law's wedding and the guy called me the pregnant lady. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, that's me right now. And I love Ram Das, how he talks about the roles that we are here to play and the roles that we play throughout our lives, daughter, partner, wife, business owner, things like this. And right now the role that I am being called to play is not even mother yet. It's, it's pregnant lady transitioning into the role of mother. And it's my job to do that really well, which means rest which means surrender to the waves of nausea when they come and just know that we can do hard things. And that has been my mantra every morning when it sometimes feels like I'm never going to feel the same again, and I'm never going to get out of bed again, and I'm never going to wake up feeling good again. And I just literally hear Glennon Doyle in my head, we can do hard things. And I know what that means now. I have lived such a blessed life And this last year with the miscarriage and now this pregnancy has been 
really hard and really uncomfortable in a way that I've never experienced before in my life. And I'm actually really grateful. It's made me incredibly compassionate and it's made me a lot slower. It's made me give way less fucks also like the level of fucks I give now is low because I don't have the energy and I have to really, really be even more intentional with who is getting my energy and how they make me feel and how the, the flow just, there's so much affecting every little thing that was just not there before. So that has been my experience with pregnancy after the waves of, I must be dying came acceptance. And now I get angry <laughs> sometimes. Um, there's like anger that comes up and there's grief, um, that comes up. I do feel like I'm grieving who I was in a way, and I wasn't expecting that. And the biggest surprise is this really weird invasion of body that I feel when I was thinking about being pregnant before I was just thinking of this beautiful, miraculous experience. And I have to be totally honest when I say sometimes I'm like claustrophobic because I can't believe I'm sharing a body with another, like breathing, heart beating, moving, living thing. And I don't know her and she doesn't know me. And yet she is really hijacking my sleep, my energy, my nutrients, and really everything that made me me. And that has been really weird. And there have been moments where I feel really like trapped and I didn't expect to feel that way uh, as much as I do. And I wanted to be honest with that because there have been days where I'm just sobbing and I, I can't believe that this is how sick I am. And, and, and I just have to laugh because there's not a lot of information out there for women in their first trimester. It is a very scary place. It is a very lonely place and it is a very not talked about place. And so my prayer and my project for this pregnancy, I actually bought the URL, the first trimester.com. What is so awful to me is that it was available for like $7.99 and nobody owned it because that's how little people are talking about the first trimester. So I'm kind of pissed about this and I'm kind of pissed about the fear and the lack of information and the lack of openness amongst women in their first trimester. So I want to create this space filled with nothing but value, nothing but education and information and community for people and women in their first trimester. I want to have an entire section on miscarriage because that is a major part of the first trimester and should be acknowledged as such. I want to have an entire section on nausea and vomiting, by the way, morning sickness was coined by a man because his wife was ill every day before he went to work. 
So the patriarchy has really determined for us what it means to be pregnant in so many ways. And I can see it in the Western system. I can see it in some of these like old, like structures that we have yet to step into the new paradigm with. So I have a friend who is pregnant as well, who has not announced it yet, but we're going to be working on this project together. She works for a female uh, reproductive sort of focused company already and is doing a lot of work in this area. And we just want to hold space It's really made me rethink so much of what I want to do because I just want to help mamas. I just want to help people have a better experience and it be more spiritual and more sacred than scary. The other thing that happened during my first trimester is a close friend um, had a miscarriage. And it was this really healing experience where I was able to sort of text her and walk her through her miscarriage. So it wasn't so scary and it could be more sacred and more spiritual. And she had this really beautiful experience where she's left like wanting it more than ever now. And that was just not my experience after my miscarriage. And so I already feel that this energy I'm putting out there around guiding, supporting, telling my truth, screaming from the rooftops, what it's like and what my experience has been like, I'm just not going to be quiet about this. And I have a lot more to share, but I'm only 16 weeks. So I'm just going to wait and take it in stride as I go and not share every little thing, but yeah, I just have this prayer for new moms, moms trying to conceive, and especially after loss that you don't feel so alone. It was a very lonely time. And my husband has been just the most incredible partner. I mean, taking care of me some days is a full-time job on top of the other two companies he's running. And yet it has been completely all-consuming, darkness, lonely. I've never felt so alone. And when you go to find people or outlets or resources online, it's just so much of it is fear-based. And I was unable to find the community that I was really looking for. And so luckily through friends and through a network, I have about six or seven pregnant friends right now that we text and we really keep in touch and check on each other. And we're in this like initiation, we're in this like portal, weird in between of, you know, not yet, but also there and not who we were, but not who we're becoming blooming really. And that's how it feels. It feels like a blooming, like a budding. Um, and it's hard to sit with some days and it's hard to be alone with, especially because my whole life (laughs) up until four months ago was my business and my clients and that community and, navigating that now has been actually really beautiful and some amazing offerings and projects and opportunities have come my way from the surrendering and from the accepting, but it's taking a while to get here. And it's why I didn't record this any sooner because I was in a really 
dark place. And I don't think it's productive or supportive to speak from a dark place. I think we can talk about it, but I'm in an okay place today. The sun is shining. I've only thrown up once this morning. My nausea is like moderate right at this moment. So even though it's like sitting there right in my chest, I can speak and I can be present. That's been the hardest thing is like, it just takes me out of my present moment because the waves of nausea just consume everything else. So it's been just a trip. And that is the truth about the first trimester. It was not pretty. I was not glowing. It was so lonely. It was so scary. It was so challenging being this sick and especially not being able to share about it and not being able to talk about it. So I want to create that space for women in their first trimester to have community and have support and get their questions answered in a really mm, unfear-based way. So from love and from that abundance and from the mother and from source. So it's all there and it's easy to access, but when you're so laid up some days and so nauseous and so sick, I can forget anyway that there's even a baby at the end of this because I'm too caught up in the day-to-day right now to even see that, oh my gosh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And it's a baby and it's a girl and we're so happy and everybody has just been so supportive. My team has stepped it up. My clients have been so supportive and we've been able to launch new things even during this time, which is incredible. In my very worst month, which was February, we had the highest um, month financially that we've ever had in the business. So I'm just feeling really held and like I've, I've worked really hard and the business is, is in a way where we can do this. We can do this. And Clay's been amazing with his new company. And I'm just so excited for what's coming. We're going to do a really fun summer program since I'll be going on maternity leave in the fall. So I'm going to just do this all hands-on community summer school for business growth program with myself and my team. And we're all going to be teaching different lectures. And I just can't wait to love up and nourish the biz and the community and just make sure that I'm leaving you guys in such good hands in the fall. So in the meantime, I'm still working. I'm still puking. People text me and email me and and DM me every day. Are you still sick? And so my answer is going to be this until I tell you guys I'm better. I'm still sick. I feel like I'm letting people down when I tell them that I'm still ill. Like they just want me to feel better so bad. Hey, are you feeling better? And then I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Um, I'm actually really bad today. And it's hard to like deliver bad news like that. So my new thing is when I feel better, I'll tell you, I'll share it. I'll post it. I'll scream it from the rooftops. If I do something that makes me feel better, I'll share about it. (laughs) But in the meantime, I'm working two to four hours a day. I'm sleeping a lot. I'm puking a lot. And I'm just really trying to accept this new role that I totally called in. I am totally ready for. It's just been in such an intense and extreme way. And that's just the way that this lesson and this Leela is choosing to appear to me. So 
Yeah, that's been the first trimester. And I can't wait to be public about this journey and how I can share and learn and help everybody grow from this experience. I still have so much more to share. I feel like we'll be a part two coming soon, but I'm also uh, interviewing some really amazing women on the podcast around birth, around midwifery. And I would like to just start providing some of those additional educational informational resources right away, because I've really had to do my research and I'm really privileged and lucky with what I have access to and what I've been able to do for myself. I mean, going to a bougie IV clinic instead of sitting at the ER to get fluids. I know, um, the privilege, um, and the blessings that, that come with being able to do that. So the love and compassion I have for women, I see women completely differently now. Um, I see life completely differently now, knowing that every single person started life this way. I'm like, wait, this is how life happens. This is so weird. The whole thing is so weird and so magical and so primal and so sensual and truly all of the things. And it's, it's beyond an initiation. It's a, it's a portal into another way of being and into a totally new realm for me. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, some days I hate it, but I'm here for it just the same. And my gratitude never wavers. And the shame that I have felt around feeling angry around pregnancy or sad or mad, I just want to let go of. And I, honor and offer that to you as well. If you are listening to this and miserable and feeling really guilty about it, um, be where you're at and feel what you feel because wherever you are on this journey to motherhood, to parenthood, it's brutal. And they don't tell you that. (laughs) And I wish I knew a little bit. I wish I had a little more insight into what was coming for me. Um, I still would have done it just the same, but yeah, there's a lot of unknowns already. And I don't think we have to be so quiet about what goes on during pregnancy. It can be scary enough. So I'm here to share. I'm here to answer any questions you guys have. I'm praying every day. I'm doing my best to connect with my deep own wisdom and not look outside of myself for more information and stories and rabbit holes and, and things like that. And have really been intentional with what I'm reading, who I'm sharing with, who I'm talking to and setting this really protective energetic bubble around myself and my family at this time. And I have felt that it has just been completely received and I've been getting nothing but amazing messages, such kind words, support gifts. I mean, you name it. It's crazy. We have a pile already for her and like my future child is getting presents. So that was another whole thing. The realization of, holy shit, I'm getting a roommate with all this stuff. I mean, it's a lot. And my father-in-law gave a speech a few weeks ago at my brother-in-law's wedding. And he talked about the seasons of life and that as somebody that's retired and in his seventies, now reflecting back on his life, you, he was, I'm going to butcher this, but he was saying how we get seasons. We get these really beautiful seasons of growth, of change of whether it's marriage or babies. And, and we get these amazing 
seasons of love and that there aren't very many of them. And to really cherish when you're in one of those seasons. And I feel that I feel that I'm in a season of love and a profound transformative season of my life. And I just want to honor it the best I can and stay as present to it as I can and be as honest with my community, who is so important to me. I mean, now more than ever, I can't wait to grow together and share about my journey as I step into motherhood and continue to grow in business and spiritually and, and all these other aspects of my life as well. So I just want to say thank you so much for being on this journey. And I know so many of you have reached out since I shared and have been here with me since the miscarriage and just way earlier. I mean, years, years and years we've been on this journey and the podcast community means more to me than you'll ever, ever know. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the journey. We are growing, we are going places and we're in this together. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.